0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, but it gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, and it also helps us to maintain a more spiritual and therefore positive focus to be able to deal with life every day. You know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? Who need to come to God, who need to grow in their faith, help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means, but with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody start to focus on their relationship with God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today, and we're going to talk about God. Well, we think about God. We know that God exists now, again, there are those who would claim to be either skeptics or agnostics or outright atheists who would question the existence of God, but the evidence of his being is all around us and really easy for us to see and observe if we just open our eyes and look with a, an, an open mind. God is there, but what do we really know about God we're going to talk about some things that you might not know about God, and hopefully it'll be thought-provoking and maybe kind of open the way for you to think more deeply about what God is really like. Well, some things you might not know about God. Well, Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32, Daniel said, the people who know God or who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. God is all-powerful. The scriptures repeatedly identify him and characterize him as such that Jesus said simply in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, nothing is impossible for God. Hm. The apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, speaking of God, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Huh. Well again, I can think pretty in pretty imaginatives and far off pretty imaginative and far off ways about some things, but God is able to do far more than I can even imagine in my wildest dreams or my wildest thoughts. He is able. He has power beyond anything that I could conceive. God is all powerful, identified as being either all powerful or almighty God. Well, so Daniel says that. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. God can equip us, enable us, bless us with the opportunities and the open doors, the abilities and the capabilities and the talents to be able to achieve great things in his service. Now, we need to be careful that we don't kind of transfer that to ourselves and, and think that I'm doing this all by myself. Look at the great things I did. Now, we need to always remember to give God the glory, give God the glory, because whatever talents or abilities that we might possess inherently within our uh, within our physical bodies and within our minds, God has blessed us with those. Remember what James said in James 1 and verse 17, "'Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights.'" Well, so God is the giver of all blessings, the giver, the blesser of all those talents and abilities and opportunities that are truly good in our lives. Well, in Deuteronomy, Moses Moses wrote this in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Well, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. Have you ever thought to yourself, when you think about God and his power, his majesty, his abilities, perhaps you're thinking about how he has blessed you, or maybe you've been reading through his word, the Bible, and you've been reading through the scriptures and studying, and it talks about this Thing that God did, or this blessing that God bestowed, or or maybe it's describing something that God did in 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 very descriptive ways, but it comes short of telling us everything there is to know about God, doesn't it? And have you ever wondered in your mind? I wonder what God is really like. If I could be there at His presence, if I could see Him, if I could, if I could. to him, if I could observe him, if I could see him up close. Well, really, we see him up close, again, through all of the blessings that he bestows upon us. We could look at the creation, which he created all around us in this world, but throughout the universe, and we, in that way, can see God up close. But I understand, you know, there's a difference in observing the power of God, the majesty of God, the goodness of God, and then being there in his very presence, well, of course, to be there in his very presence where we can, in our, through our senses, actually see, actually talk to, and see his face or his being right before us, that's reserved for an eternal home in heaven with God. So we won't be able to do that until we can get to heaven And so that ought to motivate us to want to live in such a way before God in faithfulness and obedience that we can be confident of an eternal home with heaven in him or in heaven with him. Well, so the secret things, we don't know everything about God, and we will not know everything about God until we get to be with him in in person in heaven. Again, that ought to motivate us. To say, you know, <laughs> I want to live by God's teachings. I want to be obedient to him. I want to be faithful to him because I want to be with God face to face, so to speak. Knowing God is like drinking the ocean or counting its sands or, walk, uh, or walking its waves or maybe trying to count the waves of the ocean. It is not really in the realm of possibility for us while we live in this world, in this physical finite being that we call our physical body. We know that ultimately we're going to die physically unless the Lord comes again first on the final day of judgment. But God is eternal, and that's one aspect of God that we need to try to grasp and understand. But even that concept is difficult for us in our physical lives here in this physical world to really fully wrap our minds around. Now, the idea of eternal as time without end, well, we can at least get the principle in our minds and i remember you know taking math classes when i was back in high school and there would be you know certain symbols that would say on into a infin- infinity you know you 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 calculate some particular math problem an equation of some kind and and ultimately the final number is going to be repeated on into infinity so we we can in a way at least we can we can equate To that particular principle of time without end. But how do we relate to, how do we wrap our minds around time without beginning? You see, that's God. God always was. He is. He always will be. He is totally eternal. And that is extremely difficult for us to fully understand for us to fully grasp. God is without beginning, without end. Now, you see, we're talking about the difference between the physical and the spiritual. When we look at what Jesus said about God in just one short, succinct statement, John chapter 4 and verse 24, Jesus said, God is spirit." and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And then the apostle Paul referred to God as spirit in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Well, <laughs> how do we re- relate to the spiritual realm? And I'm not just talking about theoretically, but the fact that there are spirit beings such as angels, but God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, they are spiritual beings, and we don't see them in a physical form. When we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it is just a great treatise on the resurrection, but not just the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's a great treatise on our resurrection. If we live faithfully before God and before Christ, then we can look forward to our resurrection on that final day of judgment. These physical bodies will not go on, but remember how God created us in his own image? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, he created us with a soul uniquely. And that's spiritual. And our spiritual being, our soul, will go on for eternity. And so we look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we read verses verses 42 through 44. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. What happens to a physical body that dies? It decays away, doesn't it? But on that final day of judgment, at the beginning of eternity, we shall be raised with an incorruptible body, a spiritual body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. That is a physical body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a spiritual body, and there is a spirit. Uh, there is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Interesting. Interesting. And then when we look beginning with verse 50, Paul goes on and he says, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, our physical body, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. (laughs) Our physical body is not going to be in heaven, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. The dead will be raised incorruptible with a spiritual body, and we shall be changed, those of us who might still be alive when the Lord comes again. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible is put on incorruption, our physical body has been changed to a spiritual body, and this mortal has put on immortality— in heaven we won't die anymore. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. What a glorious image of what it will be like to be in heaven with God, God eternal. And we will begin that eternal life with him when we leave this physical world. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for revealing your nature to us as much as you have determined that it is proper to do. Help us, Father. Guide us to live before you in faithful obedience in this physical life so that we can be in your very presence as spiritual beings with you for all of eternity in heaven. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.